0: Bam, we're live. I'm stoked to, to meet you, man. It's going to be good. Uh, Jack, have, have you ever seen this show before?
1: Uh, many times.
0: Okay, cool. It's funny. In 600 shows, I've never asked anyone that. For some reason, mm-hmm. I, thought I should ask you that. To modulate how hard I should go. <laughs> hey, um, I'm ready. <laughs> are you on it? Are you? Oh, Caleb, could you change his name to his Instagram account? Thanks, dude. Um. J- Jack, uh, are you on a computer? Yeah. I saw this this morning. I just don't even get it. Um, Caleb, one more thing: could you look up uh, La Sierra High School? I think it's in Los Angeles, and find out if it's a public school. Look at this, Jack. I'm sure you've seen this. This this has been making its its way around the internet now for uh f- forever. But um, for some reason this morning when I was having you on, I thought, oh, this is Jack. This is 1962 in California. Have you seen this?
2: Program that assures every student of physical excellence. Exercise on the grip swing. This is their PE program. Extension push-ups are among the
0: toughest of the drills. As an incentive to excel, the color of the shorts the boys wear
2: is determined by their ratings on performance charts.
0: So they wear different color shorts depending on, like, how good you are. Summer yeah. Tell me if you see one dude who doesn't look please. good. A lad who has mastered the pegboard will find a military obstacle course is snap. 200 schools across the country Nuts, have right? adopted La Sierra's-
1: Crazy. I know my dad used to tell me they would play shirts versus skins. Uh... In gym class, and no way that was going to fly. I even went to an all-boys school, and no chance that's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was born in 72. I was born 10 I was born ten years after this was made, and, and we used to do that, too. It sucked for me. <clears throat> I was a fat kid. I mean, I wasn't fat, but I didn't like my body, that's for sure. On a hot day, they wet down the wrestling mats for sliding. The boys at La Sierra are learning that it's not only good sense. Prod- you think those kids... Think anyone? It's just nut. Caleb, is that is um, is that a public high school?
3: Yeah, it's a public school.
0: (laughs) Fucking nuts, Jack. You're in Canada, right? Correct. Uh, sometimes I'll go to the skate park and there'll be like a during the middle of the day and there'll be like seventh and eighth graders there. Um, You know, like just a, a field trip or something. Or I'll be somewhere out with my kids during the day. The kids today look nothing like that.
1: It's true. Yeah. I remember in hockey every year, uh like every year that would go by, like you'd look at the the team coming up behind you and you'd think, No way, we were that small and that slow and, and that like big too. There's some like chunkers. Some, some some chunkers, absolutely. And uh and I think there's some truth to that. It seemed like every year, like looking back at now the new year coming into that team just wasn't uh wasn't quite the body that that your team had. I don't know if it was that That was just us mentally, but it seemed that way for sure.
0: I I think now if you, what's crazy is, is like all those dudes have like little CrossFit bodies that we just saw.
1: Yeah. Pretty lean.
0: Yeah. And and, and triceps bulging. And and those dudes were doing, those dudes were doing the pegboards better than the CrossFit games athletes legless.
1: It's true. Yeah.
0: Nuts. It is nuts, and I I don't see how a, a single one of those person would be worried about the flu or getting sick. Or I, I bet you those guys weren't worried about shit. I bet you they got chicken noodle soup and went to school. Nothing.
1: Good old days, I guess.
0: I it it really is. Um, when I started CrossFit, Greg said that like the tsunami of chronic disease is coming because of our because of our lifestyle choices, and man, we are in it. We are in it you um you train at an affiliate right
1: yeah crossfit p s c
0: crossfit p s c and that's josh woosley
1: uh no Woobie. he doesn't own it, he doesn't own it or actually coach there um that's uh Nick Anapolsky and his wife kate Anapolsky, are the owners of that
0: and, uh, so 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 you don't go there anymore or
1: no I do uh uh just josh Josh coaches me and he's not uh he doesn't own that gym um,
0: but is he there at the gym
1: um occasionally maybe once a week he'll come in with us, but uh he actually lives like thirty five minutes away um, from that gym and it's pretty close to me so he has a wife and kids at home and a full time job so it doesn't really make sense for him to be coming in every every day of the week and we have such busy schedules too that uh like we could never make it work during the week.
0: Um, c- kind of explain to me if you could the scene because in my head I see I have this like um image, like, like so. What I talked to Emma Carey last night and a couple of days ago, I talked to Daniel Brandon, and I just picture like um they have this area that they work out in, and they go there, and three or four other athletes show up, and Matt Torres is there with like a whistle and a stopwatch, you know, and shorts that are too short, and that guy Dom is there. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how I just pi- I just picture all these. Uh, but but yours is who are the owners of it's crossfit pic
1: psc strength and conditioning is what that kind of stands for
0: in, um, in, what, in what city
1: uh that's in waterloo or maybe Kitchener, ontario
0: okay ontario
1: yeah um and i, I think that is actually the way it is for most of these kind of training camps like when we went to spend a week uh or actually a couple days with the proven group that's exactly what they did like they just wait for the classes to basically leave and then everyone shows up at the same time and like yeah there's Shane whistle in hand and like writing up on the whiteboard but that's definitely not how we how we roll like I mean maybe that even is ideal but um for us Josh just does our programming so like every morning on our phones we'll just go in see what we have for the day and it's basically up to us to find time to make that work like my school schedule is different every day I also don't have like a home gym that I can do stuff in. So uh, I, I work out my schedule. Um, Emma does hers. Like she'll do some of her working out at her own house and then maybe come into the real gym in the afternoon. Um, the only kind of scene that you'll see that's kind of like that proven or, or the brute camp like you're talking about is maybe once a week on a Saturday or Sunday, sometimes both uh we'll plan like okay let's meet at the gym at this time and that's the time when the classes are done we have like the full gym to ourselves and and then yeah josh will get writing on the whiteboard and and we'll kind of tackle tackle those workouts but for the most part it's uh we kind of steering our own ship a little bit
0: C- Caleb could you pull up a map I- I- and when you say we who's who's the who's the
1: crew under uh, josh uh strictly me emma and and josh coaching us
0: so he, the, his two athletes are you and Emma?
1: Correct. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the way we want to keep it. Like, uh, I, I know for a fact that, uh, he could have more athletes if he wanted to, but, um, I think we're, we're all happy the way it is.
0: Mine. He's my, he's ours. Josh yeah. is
1: ours. Okay.
0: Yeah, Let me look at this. Okay. So I see, uh, I, I see New York and I see Detroit. It's, it's kind of dead center in between those two on the Canadian side of the border a little north of Lake Erie. Um, I've heard of London, Ontario. Okay. And then, and then, so that's perfect. And then, so t- t- that's where you train. Where does uh, Josh live?
1: Uh, Emma and Josh both live in Cambridge, Ontario. That's just a bit outside, kind of Kitchener area. Okay. I see, I see see it. it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's like a half hour drive uh, for them. I live uh, like seven minutes from the gym.
0: In it kind of in that town,
1: in yeah, I'm in like they call it KW Kitchener Waterloo. And uh,
0: and, and when so, uh, when you say Emma lives in Cambridge, she lives there with her parents, yeah. And then you live in your town with your parents, correct? Yeah, and you're born and raised there,
1: no. Uh, you see Mississauga there to the right, just outside of Toronto, that's where I uh lived all the way up until grade 12. And then I moved to, or my my whole family, my parents moved to Waterloo uh, because that's where I was going to school um, for university. So, you,
0: oh, your parents moved there because you went to school there.
1: Uh, a couple of factors. I'm I'm like the youngest kid, and um, some of my older siblings uh, who also went to Waterloo for university had kind of moved back there with their kids, so. For uh, my parents being close to grandchildren and, uh, and it works out super well for me too. So, um, I don't know, best of both worlds, kind of.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you have, what, what, what's your sibling status?
1: Um, I'm the youngest of nine. I have five sisters, three brothers. Are you Mormon? Nope. Catholic. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No <laughs> contraception in that house. <laughs> I did what it's pretty, I should, you think I should have gone Catholic first? Caleb.
3: No, no. I would have guessed Mormon too. Yeah. yeah. No offense. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey.
1: We're not uh we're not overly like growing up, um Yes
0: you are. Yes, you are. Nine. Okay, not, maybe yes, you
1: are. Yes, we went sir. to we went to church maybe once a week when I was uh a kid, but um really like once I turned like thirteen, fourteen, it kind of just faded out.
3: God, I'd love to meet you. All mom, the kids man. don't want to go anymore and then yeah, the parents get fed up with it, so they're like, screw it, we're not going. Go.
0: <laughs> those are all your real siblings so, like your mom and yeah. dad your mom too had, parents, yeah. they all made those two made all those kids and your mom birthed all those kids out yeah yeah oh she's a warrior what an amazing hey she Caleb, look that up real quick what what per, there's got to be you know how like when you look at like people who juggle balls like it's like three balls a shitload of people can juggle then four it drops a lot then five it's like pfft. and and then finally you get to like 13 or 14 balls that someone can juggle. And it's like one person in the world can do it. You know what I mean? It's like I, nine kids must be. Uh, How old's your oldest sibling?
1: Uh, He's 23 years older than me. So 43.
0: Yeah. Okay. So about every, was she going about every two years?
1: Yeah. There's some, the gaps basically like two to two to four. Yeah. What a great life. Yeah. For
0: those of us who love kids, that's the dream. I would have loved to have had a shot at nine kids.
1: Yeah. Growing up it was always like Jack's the kid with the big family. And then I went to high school and there was a kid who was like middle no. of like no. 13 or 12. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, no one, my everyone God. stopped caring immediately about me, which is which is fine.
0: Uh, what's the um what's the vehicle? What's the family vehicle? What what's your mom and dad drive?
1: Um Well, with such a Porsche and a Miata. Yeah, I Uh, was such a big age gap. We like, I never lived with my oldest couple siblings. So like, it's not like we had nine kids in the house at all times. Like they're already gone. Um, No, we just had like a mini, usually like a minivan and then like a, like a smaller car for my dad to go to work in.
0: A lot of illegal driving, like two kids to a seat and people sitting places. Oh, they
1: absolutely. Yeah. 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 for sure. I, I already
0: do that shit. And I only have three kids. It's just, yeah. you got to get the tennis bag in there and some other shit. And then three kids are wearing sitting in one seat. Yeah. <laughs> sitting sure. in one seatbelt. Um, that's gotta really shape you.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it, it kind of plays a different factor on every kid in my family. Like the oldest uh has been shaped differently than me as the youngest. Uh I feel like um I don't know if it's just because like what I'm into, like it's easy to get behind me because I am like doing these competitive sports all my life and whatnot. But I definitely feel like being the youngest, kinda my whole family's like rallied behind me, maybe more than more than anyone else. Um but yeah, just like the the constant support. It seems like at sometimes I've like like ten ten parents, like someone I can go to basically for anything and then obviously my two parents are great as well, but, uh, yeah, like having older siblings especially is, it's crazy. Nice.
0: Yeah. That's, I, I love hearing you say that. Okay. So 14% of women have four or more children. Can you see how much? what percentage Caleb have? Is there like a breakdown of it? It's gotta be getting into the 1% of 1%. They stop at They stop at four. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah, I guess the I guess I know a handful of people who have four and it's always like they they're the ones who have a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. You so I I have this rule of people if they call me I answer no matter what. So mm-hmm. like my and it's just, it's really just my wife, my mom and my sister. Like no matter what. Like even if I if I see the phone ring, I'll I'll answer and just be like, "Hey, I can't talk." And hang yeah. Up but but Mm -hmm. but i always so is do they all get that all all nine ten you have you would have like 11 people on that well and i guess emma you you would have nine ten you have 12 people on that list
1: yeah um it's pretty nuts really uh for having such a big family like i feel like it'd be easy for like certain people to drift apart and obviously some people are like closer with others than some other people are but uh like the things my siblings will do for other siblings is nuts like my brother-in-law one of my brother-in-laws and he came into the family was like I remember him saying something like this is like crazy like the extent people will go to to do things for other people um and I like yeah so like it's it's I've never once thought like man this sucks to have so many people here like it's only ever been a positive so um yeah and all my siblings are, are great for their own reason too so it's pretty awesome
0: Things start getting weird to scale. Like even with three kids, like if I want to buy one of my kids a scooter and it's 150 bucks, all of a sudden it's it's four hundred and fifty bucks. Or like let's say you wanted to get one of your kids a phone, all in a phone's twelve hundred bucks, a new iPhone, all of a sudden for your parents it's like it's it's like the cost of a car. Yeah. Yeah. And like a gallon um, of milk's not even a gallon of milk's like not even enough. Like yeah. for today.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. My mom was like, like, a super frugal shopper, like she, she had to be at, at one point. So um, yeah, she, she definitely made it work. And then I've also just had certain things that my older siblings just didn't get like, like when my older, older brothers were like playing hockey, like there's no chance my dad can watch the game. Like we have six kids at home who all need them. But like my dad would drive me to my games, watch my games just because he had more time. So um, yeah, I definitely, um, kind of have, there's some benefits to being the youngest for sure.
0: Look, at look at, uh, Bailey Walker 14. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, an, another thing is, is each kid I think gets a little more, what I call benign neglect. Hmm. And by that, it, it's not bad neglect, but you're super worried about your first kid. You think he's going to hurt himself putting on his socks. And then, and then, and then your, your last kid, he's like playing with the lawnmower and you're like, yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, my mom always jokes that like potty training for me, she just had enough. So she, she claims, I don't know how true the story is that she just put me on the, on the toilet and played this movie called once upon a potty and said, call me when you know what you're doing. So I didn't know. <laughs> if I believe that, it. But, yeah.
0: I believe it. You're just like, you don't even know. I mean, my, my first kid, I know all of his firsts my second and third kid I don't I like when they walk any of that shit I didn't pay any like whatever like yeah. you better just get in where you fit in they probably yeah that's amazing but and it, the trade off for that is you're right you your dad did have your parents have way more time for you right because mm-hmm. the others are flying out of the nest
1: yeah yeah even now they can like fly to competitions and stuff to come watch me or travel to competitions so um even just financially like I've, they're have significantly more stable now than than they were when they were like 22 with a couple of kids. So, um, yeah,
0: 22, how old are your mom and dad?
1: Uh, I think my, so there's the same age gap between me and my oldest brother as my oldest brother and my dad. So, um, I guess that puts my dad at like 65, oh. 66 now.
0: Oh man. He's still so young. Holy cow. Wow. Um. Do you, and and you have all their numbers in your cell phone. And yeah, and is there is there a family text thread with everyone?
1: Um. Not a text thread. We have a Facebook group that's like very very active. Just like, it's mostly like things like the my nieces and nephews, so my parents' grandchildren are doing. But like, any big event, like just sharing it on on there. Like, and people are definitely active on that. It's pretty cool
0: after the show, start a text thread just to fuck with them. You guys need a text thread.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you guys Even all in Canada? Um, currently yes. I think, um, one of my, my sister and brother-in-law used to live in Seattle. Another sister used to live in Cal- California. So they've, they've gone out a little bit, but now they're kind of all moved back to Waterloo.
0: Uh, Seattle and California are pretty much Canada. Yeah, we've adopted your policies yeah uh how about the um the whole the 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 way i don't know if it's politics but how about the last two years of just all the divisive subjects that have risen to the top how is your how has your family navigated that has everyone stayed stayed friends through all that
1: um yeah yeah we've stayed friends i think they're definitely like some some different ways of thinking uh within my family yeah absolutely um so so yeah like it can get a bit dicey at times uh but i think sometimes we just kind of have a a code just like whatever if if someone's going to get all up in arms about something um just just don't bring it up i guess but uh yeah no no friendships or or love lost but there have definitely been some kind of raised voices and such at, at family gatherings
0: um yeah. my, my dad doesn't want to talk to me about certain subjects too and Mm-hmm. i don't th- i don't think that's the way to go
1: yeah i, w- I think for me i, 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 I like if i had kids it, it, it,
0: sorry if i had kids yeah. like i want i want them to be able to talk to me about anything
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i feel that's how i am with my parents uh granted I think we think similarly on a lot of things but um yeah like I I would never be afraid to to challenge something they say and and they would do the same to me so um yeah I don't know for me for me I agree and that's the way it is but uh I don't know if if the viewpoints are just so extremely different then it's it's obviously tougher not that it can't be done but
0: right well I'm, I'm glad I'm glad it didn't uh to tear away. I'm glad for me too. It didn't, it didn't like, uh, separate the family. Um, grandchildren's grandchildren will help a lot with that. I think that's yeah. a lot of the reason why my parents are so patient with me mm. is because, yeah. I- and my sister is because they love the shit out of their grandkids. Mm-hmm. H- how many, um, nieces and nephews do you have?
1: Uh, in total, uh, five.
0: And with more About coming,
1: uh, um, none on the way just yet. But yeah, I'm I'm sure. And
0: and, and how many of the siblings are married?
1: Um, the, there's a lot to to keep track of, so pardon my my wait here. Um, I think take your time. Maybe weird
0: long silent pauses I, are are a trademark of this show, hallmark. I think
1: six of six of nine are married or engaged
0: do uh, you see yourself getting married? Yeah, for sure. Kids? Yeah. Yeah. Man. And you and and you're a good kid?
1: Uh yeah. I'd like to think so. I think I think uh growing up like a lot of the stuff I did was to make my parents happy or proud of me and like in, in turn that's just made me happy. So like whatever doing well in school, doing well in whatever, uh just being a good person basically like was for them at the beginning but like now i'm so glad that i have those type of things so
0: yeah it's 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 how old are you uh 20 20 i i was in that um i think probably like the first 23 years of my life all i wanted to do was make my mom happy Mm -hmm. and i think that that was a good thing and then probably like somewhere it might from my 23 to probably 30 i i started like that's when I went through my like, kind of like my rebellion and that was good for me too. I needed to like turn my, I needed to like, be like, okay, I'm doing fuck that. I'm doing what I want to do. But yeah. at the end of the day, when I look back all those first, tw- it's, I think it is really important that kids want to make their parents happy.
1: Yeah. I think my, my rebellion <laughs> phase is probably like the summer of 2020 and it was far from a rebellious phase, but I like bleached my hair and like, Yeah. And that was that was basically it for me just to just to do something that's kind of out of the ordinary. And, yeah, my parents were like, oh, that was stupid, but they didn't care. So
0: like you don't even tell them you just went somewhere and you come home and you're like, here, take that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Any any of the siblings do CrossFit?
1: Yeah, they uh, they're the ones who got me into it. So my oldest sister um, originally started working out at NorCal. Um she has a good story of
0: Khalifa's gym.
1: yeah yeah wow. she she told me the story of uh one time she showed up to like a five thirty class or whatever, and no one was there, so she called the number on the wall that was um if like if the coach doesn't show up, call this number, and it was Khalifa's number, apparently, and he was just cussing through the phone at the thought of his coach not showing up, which is good <laughs> yeah,
0: let me tell yeah. you, I've never heard Khalifa say a bad word. That guy is squared and shit. I'm going to ask him when he comes on, but I believe it because he takes his business serious.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was my oldest sister. And so she got into a little bit. um, And like, she still does a lot of fitness stuff. Um, She doesn't like go to an affiliate anymore, but she then got my other sister and brother-in-law super into it. And they're kind of the two that I kind of looked up to the most growing up. Like um, if, if I've, two second parents it's them so uh um when they got into it like i always wanted to be like my brother-in-law like i i love them so much and then so when they got into it uh they kind of got me into it a, a little bit too so um and then uh it wasn't really until later that i really started to go for it but yeah my siblings introduced me to crossfit for sure
0: um, how How old's your uh brother-in-law
1: um Do you know he would be 34
0: and and, and and so when your sister brought him around you were like oh this guy's cool as shit
1: yeah so I've known he's like he's a sibling to me um I've known he's I think he first probably met me when I was one so he's been around um since the dawn of time for me um but yeah growing up like and he was like strong uh like we have a good picture of like us both flexing when we're, I was probably like seven or eight and I'm just a little twig and He has this big old arm beside me and I was probably so impressed. And, and now we still work out together and I can, like, I'm taller than him. I weigh more than him and I can outlift him now. And, and that's, it's just kind of crazy how that happened.
0: When you say your oldest sister, is she the oldest sibling?
1: No, I have a brother. He's older.
0: And what is the makeup of the siblings? How many boys and how many girls?
1: Uh, four boys, including me, five girls.
0: Oh, wow. Your parents got lucky. Yeah. What a great mix. Um. How, how do you find this guy, uh, Josh Woolley? Who who is that? Can you tell me about him?
1: Who yeah, is he? Uh, how old is he? Uh he's probably mid thirties or okay. maybe low thirties. Yeah, uh, thirty two. Um, is he ever a
0: games athlete?
1: No, he was definitely competitive back in his day, but like never regionals or or games uh, caliber. Um, so the way I, I was originally following, just like kind of those general programs um, like whatever, like mayhem and, and DECA comp back in the day. Um, and then I moved here to Waterloo um, when I started uh, university and I did the open that year. So that was 20, that was maybe even last year's open, like not, not this last year that just passed the year before that. And I was, I was not too pleased with how I did there. Um, just, yeah, I think I came like a, a thousandth worldwide, which isn't bad, but like I kind of thought I was going to do better than that. Um, and I just thought like, man, I'm doing these like a lot of training every day, but it's not tailored to me and um like I'm not attacking these weaknesses. And so Emma's at this gym and she was coached by Josh and um and I, I would start I started doing some workouts with her and and then one day she kind of just said like, "Hey, you should uh you should like see if, if Josh would be willing to coach you too. Um, and I think she had actually already talked to him at that point. And so I kind of called Josh one day and um, he kind of said like, yeah, I, I got, I'd be down to coach you. And he talked about kind of like what he saw in the future for me. And, and you could tell like he had a lot of faith and confidence in me. Um, and so that was kind of reassuring to hear. And so, yeah, it's been almost two years now since I've started working with him.
0: What did he tell you? Oh, sorry, sorry. I got it. Uh, uh, David, shut it. Just shut it. This is my show. I'll ask him as many times as I want about the uh, sex of his siblings. Okay. Um. Uh. What What did he tell you? He saw in you.
1: Well, um. So that was the first year that they had the kind of the quarterfinal, semifinal, um, hierarchy thing. So, uh, that was this conversation would have been just after the open before quarterfinals and i remember thinking
0: 2021
1: 2021 uh yes yeah okay so like after the open of 2021 um and i remember after the open having this conversation with my brother-in-law who he was never like he never programmed for me but um for all my comps basically leading up to that point he would come and be that like coach figure kind of like whatever whatever you need like Food, carrying your stuff, and and he knows enough to like kind of give me strategies and whatnot. But I remember talking to him thing thing about this new um, format that CrossFit just put out, and saying, "Yeah, I have no chance of making semifinals this year. Next year, I'll be fighting for a semifinal spot. The year after that, hopefully, be in the last or make semifinals, but be middle heat." And I laid it this like five year plan, maybe six year plan, and at the end of that would be to make the games. So like six years away or five years away, whatever it was, but i thought had no chance I can make um, the semifinals this year. And so during this call with Josh, he, um, he like, he said, like, he, he told me what I had basically like what I was working with. And it was significantly more than kind of, I, I valued myself for. And he said like, yeah, like I even think this year, like we could make a semifinal. Um, and I kind of thought he was crazy at first, but uh, hearing him say that, Just put this the confidence in me and and when i have confidence i'm definitely significantly better athlete than when with not so i actually did make semifinals that year and and that kind of just reassured me like yeah this guy knows this guy knows like that i i have potential so yeah
0: i had made two feature-length documentaries they'd circled the globe i'd won a shitload of awards and i still didn't think of myself as a filmmaker I just mm-hmm. figured saw myself as a dude with the camera who fools around on his computer eight hours a day. And then mm-hmm. I got this job with this guy. He owned the company vitamin angels. It was the largest distributor of um. your Catholic roots will like this. It was the largest distributor of vitamins to malnourished children uh, anywhere in the world. And he's like, Hey, I want to take you around the world with me to make films about what, what we do. And it, it, it didn't pay. And <laughs> um, I was living at home with my mom Uh, but he treated me like a professional, like a professional filmmaker. And and he turned me into that just by treating me like that. It was so weird. He, he just, I guess he just believed in me. He saw something in me that I didn't see. He saw me like as an artist and it was weird. It, It works. He just, he just, I just turned into it for him, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very similar. Um,
0: uh, there there's some details there i want to know about um so when you how did you meet Emma? i was making the i was under the assumption that you met emma because you threw josh but you knew emma oh which one is josh uh
1: not the far right one over yeah that guy there with sunglasses.
0: okay the tall guy yeah okay good he that that's the one i would choose to be your crossfit coach just just by judging <laughs> people by their outside appearance um yeah. what um h- how did you meet emma so you met Emma before Josh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Long before.
0: How did you meet Um, her?
1: Yeah. So we both made the 2019 games, uh, in the teenage division. Um, and so we, I don't know, like, um, we talked a little bit there, uh, kind of became friends. And then, um, later on, I want to say February of 2020, um, there was this, partner comp at my gym at the time. Um and we did that together. And so that's kind of when we became like much closer friends. Um but then uh then when I moved to Waterloo, which would have been like 10 months later maybe um that's when I was first introduced to Josh.
0: so you show up at this this competition in 2019. Had you ever even heard of Emma before?
1: Uh which one? The games? The,
0: the, yeah the games
1: uh the teenage comp yes just because there was another teen who lived 50 minutes away from me that I was going to the games so just word of mouth instagram kind of stuff
0: right oh but you never talk with her you you just were like oh there's another crossfit games athlete. yeah
1: no like, never with, never with
0: spoken her, with, okay and then um you, you're at the games and how is there time to talk to her did you actually talk to her there like you shake her hand you're like hey uh I, i'm um, close to you i'm jack
1: uh not much time uh the the few interactions i remember were during the opening ceremonies like all the canadian athletes were kind of lumped into a group and uh i was probably too scared to try to talk to any of the, like the big dogs so it was just kind of the the teens that were all together so maybe a couple words there and then uh I remember coming or me going out for the ruck. We had a ruck run and she was coming in and I just asked her how hot it was. And she said hot. And then that was that. Yeah. That was the only, and did you only say, yeah. and were you like, yes, you are wink, wink. <laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't have the guts to do such a thing.
0: Um, at, at that age, at that age, did you talk to, did you, did you talk to girls growing up? Like I didn't talk uh, to girls. I was scared to death of girls. I was afraid of like what could come out of my mouth
1: uh in elementary school uh sure yeah like I yeah
0: me too elementary school I was uh yeah I was quite the player in elementary school I was a more
1: popular kid in elementary school um so like yeah whatever um but then yeah high, high school like I said I was I went to an all boys school and um I'm actually like really proud of my high school years um I was honestly just so focused there on on school and working out I like really had no desire to to do anything extracurricularly in terms of girls. Wow. You dodged a bullet.
0: Yeah. I I think in junior high, I started thinking about girls and then I was just obsessed until a month ago. (laughs) Um, so, so and what, what were your workouts like in high school?
1: Um, kind of progressed with, with the years. Um, like I took it more, more and more serious each year, honestly, to make the teenage games, which I would have done, um, my third year of high school, you don't really have to be all in on CrossFit. Like, I don't know. I, I was, I was working out pretty hard, like maybe two to three hours a day, but like if something came up on the weekend and it just made training inconvenient, like I wouldn't have done it. Like I, You were no Emma
0: Carey. You were no Emma Carey.
1: Exactly. Like I I cared and everyone knew me as like the CrossFit kid, but I was, I was not like committed fully, like as much as you need to be to like actually be good in, in the open division, but for the teenage division, it's good enough. And yeah, so I made that. Um, But then grade 12, um, I kind of started getting into it a little bit more and more dedication. I remember going to the gym. I'd go at, like six AM for two hours and then from four thirty to six thirty seven for another two, two and a half. So um a little bit more discipline there. But when uh when all the gym shut down um uh I I kind of just gave up for a year almost. Um you did? I would still work out um every day, even for an hour t- to two, but um I had this um this job working in a car factory that was like 10 hours every day, six days a week. Um, And I remember just sitting there on my barbell in my garage crying, thinking I do not want to do CrossFit anymore. Like I, I cannot work out for five hours and then go stand on my feet all day. Um, And so I remember. And was this all
0: pressure? Was this all pressure you're putting on yourself?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No one would have cared if I, if I stopped working out. Um, So yeah, during that summer, Um, I remember talking to my brother-in-law and he said, well, just do what you want to do then. And so, uh, for whatever reason, during that time, I got super into like running and biking. Uh, and honestly, looking back on it, this is whatever, two, three years ago now. Um, it probably helped me build a base that I wouldn't have had otherwise, but so I do, uh, I follow like Chris Hinshaw programming. So like every day I would do like at least an hour of running some biking in there, and then I still sprinkled in whatever lifting and and CrossFit workouts I wanted to do too. So, uh, it kind of it kind of turned from I never want to do CrossFit again into I'm gonna do what I want to do and put no pressure on it, and that ended up being actually a fair bit of of working out. So,
0: yeah, it, 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 I mean, uh, t- 10 years or fifteen years ago, you couldn't have done that because there weren't computers for you to look up and and get the programming. It's, cra- it's crazy how small this world's gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, car, what what cars, car factory, what cars were you building?
1: Uh, well, the company's Fiat Chrysler, but we made in that factory um, Dodge Chargers and Challengers, so pretty cool cars, actually.
0: And, and what did you do in there?
1: Uh, so for the summer students, they usually give you, like, the shittiest job possible, like, on the line, like, you're doing the same task hundreds and hundreds of times a day. Uh, but me and my three buddies who, who went all together, we all scored with like these jobs only for like 50 year plus people. So, um, I was, I was what they call the torque auditor. So I would go around and, and check the torque on different sections of the car and just make sure that they were up to standard or whatever.
0: So there would be a bolt and you would have uh, like this thing in your hand and you'd put it on there and push a button and you'd you'd be it would give you a little digital readout. Okay, that one's torque. Good.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, a little torque wrench. And it's attached to this little computer type thing. You give it a little go and um, it would either give you like a good beep or a bad beep. Um, And so maybe once every like five weeks, you'd get a bad beep and then you had to write write up about it
0: uh was that exciting were you looking forward or was bad deep? Was like fuck the paperwork
1: oh no no you did not yeah you didn't want to get anything uh yeah because that thing took like half an hour to write up and and the job was um like i said it was only for the the 50 or plus people so you had to do like three rounds of uh this list of checks every day and so a round may, maybe only took two two and a half hours and and the day's 10 hours long so there's definitely some time for for relaxing in there too
0: when i was in in high school i worked at a a place it it was kind of like a it was a it was called drug barn it was a hybrid of like a costco and like a uh like a cvs you know what a cvs Mm -hmm. is yeah yeah And and it just had aisles and we would screw around so much like we would like we would all stand on like at the when the place was closed at night we'd all stand on one end of the of the pharmacy or of the store and like everyone got to like you'd pick like candy bars and see how many aisles you could throw over mm-hmm. and we would just do crazy and just crazy shit too like we would get on the mic and you know and say like oh a, a child's taking a dump on aisle three. Oh, we need to clean up we would just make shit up or just try to get people's reaction did you guys do fooling around in there
1: no they were uh yeah they were a, a no BS type place. Like you get in a lot <laughs> of trouble. Um, if you, you start said it. messing around, I remember, um, and you had to wear a mask, uh, in this hot car factory all day. And I started getting like, Oh, the worst so you were
0: prepping, you were prepping. You had to wear a mask Absolutely. already. That's cute. How cute. Oh, well,
1: well this is 2020. This is 2020. Yeah. It was only for, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was yeah.
0: because of that. That's why
1: you had to yeah, wear the exactly. mask. My yeah. Goodness. And I remember getting the worst acne on my face. So I started rolling the bottom of the mask up so that my chin wouldn't be covered. And like eight people went immediately to the supervisor guy and I got ripped on for that. It's crazy. Oh,
0: Canada. Oh, Canada. You should change the name of your country to Compliant because Ankle Grabbers is already taken by Australia. Uh, When by the way, you were you were on possibly so when I have these guests on, I always listen to other podcasts they're on. Mm-hmm. and I, I I truly feel sorry for people who come on to this podcast, and I say this with fucking all humility because it's really all downhill from here. Mm-hmm. It's it, it just it's just you were just on the worst podcast that's ever been done in the history of the world. Uh, it was ten days ago it was published. Um I, I don't remember the name of it. But I listened to it yesterday, and it has an echo. First of all, the two oh. hosts—I don't know what—I don't know what the two hosts like. Just took—they just split a bottle of oxycontin.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I shouldn't—I shouldn't rip them too bad. The one guy's a pretty good friend of me, but oh, did you yeah. tell
0: tell them that they need to just watch my show endlessly, find all Fair. the things that they like, and steal them?
1: All right, yeah, I was tripping up on my own words there, hearing the echo. For an hour and a half, or however long it was. So
0: what yeah. the fuck is wrong with those guys? Why? Those guys are taking server space at YouTube. <laughs> Tell them to fucking delete that shit. Listen to you knuckleheads out there who are doing podcasts. Your goal should not be to ruin people's brand. Like, did those two guys get together and be like, we're really gonna fuck Jack Harlow's brand up? I mean, Jack Harlow. Sorry, Jack Farlow. I'm already fucking up your brand. Jack Harlow. Yeah. Jack Harlow, that's a famous guy, right?
1: Yeah. A rapper. It it used, I, and I do like him. He's pretty cool, but it used to be, uh, like I'd always go showing people his songs when he was small, Uh but now it's everywhere I go. I get that comment. So Um,
0: at one point, those guys asked you about being famous. I wanted to, I screamed at the TV. I think, uh, nobody in CrossFit is famous. Nobody, Mm -hmm. not one, not one. We're, 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 we're in a little tiny fishbowl. The only time you think you're famous is you go to a comp and maybe you're famous for a second. No, there's no one famous. Oh, I was going, I was losing my mind. Okay, sorry. They're your friends. I'll be, I'll go easy on them. losing my mind and the echo. Yeah. My goodness. Did those guys just start?
1: Uh, I couldn't really tell you the, the guy who runs it. I I don't really know much about him. The other guy, I don't think he usually goes on the podcast, but that's the guy I know. So I think he. he oh, well, he was the him.
0: better of the two. Okay. I felt bad for him, too. The guy on the left.
1: Um, The guy who didn't do as much question asking.
0: Yeah. 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 I felt a little sorry for him, too. My goodness. My goodness. It was. OK. Sorry. Sorry, Jack. Peace and love, Sevy. Yeah. Peace and love. I'm just like, my goodness. But it, it, he's, he's not. They're not alone there, there, there's all sorts of people out there. I want to ask, I should invite him on my podcast and ask him, uh, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. This kind of shit. Yes. So Jack, tell our audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Mm. Fair
0: enough. Okay. Okay. Settle down. Uh, back to Emma. Um, so, so 2019, um, she tells you it's hot out there on the, or no, sorry. Yeah. 2019. She tells you it's hot out there on the field. And, um, any, any, what was her status then? Did she win that year? Was she, was she who she was like, did you know, did everyone know, oh, that's Emma Lawson, she's going to tear shit up?
1: No, I think she came third, maybe. Um, yeah. So, and that was, um, I think maybe Emma Carey won that year. Um, and I'm not sure who was second, but yeah, it was a pretty good, pretty good group there um but yeah i i don't i don't know not not really much didn't know much about her really at that point
0: point. Uh, and, and did you feel any sparks then when you saw her were you like oh i'd like to get to know her she lives close to me
1: um i think only oh, in the going sense... catholic
0: catholic school mode catholic private school
1: uh, mode no i think only in the sense that it was like like finding another team who does crossfit is so rare Uh, and then never mind someone who's at such an elite level. Um, so I think that was kind of the initial interest is that someone who shares, um, something that you really can't find anyone else who does. So that was cool.
0: And then, so you, you come back to, to Canada and, and you just, and you guys start basically talking through Instagram or whatever.
1: Um, yeah, we, uh, we talked a little bit, um, but I'd say we really only started actually talking after that competition i said we did which was um like a year later um so whatever maybe a couple things here and there between the games and that competition but then after that competition uh to the time i moved to waterloo there's pretty like we we talked somewhat regularly
0: and, and so, sorry i missed that see david there here's something else i didn't listen to so after that that competition in 2019 the crossfit games you ran into it at another competition
1: Uh, Well, I asked her to be my partner for the competition.
0: Oh, no shit.
1: Yeah. So this. That's awfully
0: forward, right?
1: Sure. Yeah. This picture you see here is is that competition, but the year following. So it was the same competition, this Bros and Does it's called, but the year prior was was the time that we first did the competition together.
0: Wow. that's, that's That's a hell of a name for Bros and Does. That is good. Yeah. Wow. And I'm surprised they didn't get canceled for that. That's really good. And, uh, and and, and, and when you competed with her, that's an intimate setting, right? Competing yeah. with someone, whether it's man yeah. or woman, it's like, you guys are, you're, you're close with that. You're going to get close with that person or hate them. You're either going to like them at the end or hate them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that was like, I mean, we were both pretty young then. And, uh, I mean, not the athletes we are today. And we actually won that competition, which was kind of like a no one saw it coming. So so that even just added to it, having such a crazy week, Sh-
0: shared something uh, really. you guys shared by winning, meaning not only you did something tense, but you shared a, 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 a high together.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, if you if you see the podium picture for that, I think if you scroll down a little bit in my account, you'll see the. Um, I was basically too scared to put my arm around her on the podium, so I just have this this fist that's just laying on her shoulder.
0: Oh, you're such a good dude. God, yeah. I hope my boys turn out like you. All that shit sounds so healthy. You should be terrified of them. Um, I mean, it's just healthy. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and did you meet her parents there?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they were there.
0: And, and, and is that the first time you met them?
1: Uh, yeah, it would have been. Mm-hmm.
0: I want, I would love to hear their, their talk afterwards if they knew, cause parents know shit.
1: Yeah. I remember her mom followed me on Instagram like a week after and I thought, Oh, that's, that's a good sign. So,
0: yeah. So that's where some, so something did happen there to you with her, like, like your heart grew for her at that event. That's where.
1: It, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great to say. God, what if, man being young is fun. Yeah. You're doing your favorite thing, um, uh, CrossFit, and then you're having this the, – the 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 thing that we're all made to do is just have intense uh, relationships, loving relationships with other human beings, and you got both of them all. Yeah.
1: It's pretty crazy.
0: In one show. Yeah. And then um, at some point – and tell me if I'm skipping ahead too far, but at some point, that's quite the commitment on her part – to offer her coach to you, I mean, in the crossfit space, that's about as fucking intimate as you can get. I mean, that's really intense, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's like, uh,
0: it's, at that point, are you guys? Are you, have you guys told each other you like each other when it comes to that point?
1: Uh, so we did that that competition. I I moved to like I said the gym that she's training at maybe eight to ten months later, um and that's kind of when like, things picked up a little bit um uh let's see and then so then I started doing a lot of training with her and I mean it was it was good for multiple reasons but but Josh
0: wasn't your coach you were kind of just no
1: I I just stole yeah I just stole the programming awesome
0: god I love this story
1: um so and, and I think obviously that was good because I wanted to spend time with her and she wanted to spend time with me but um also just training with someone else and uh you know people always talk about like not having direct competition so that kind of like male female and we're obviously very competitive with each other but it's like when i lose to her it's not like oh that's my my competition there um so i think we also found that it was very beneficial for both of our training um and yeah i I remember just it was like just sitting on the couch one day and she said like yeah you should ask josh and as soon as she said that the idea had never actually crossed my mind but as soon as she said that i was like yeah that's a great idea Um, and I think I'd talk to Josh maybe a week or two later. God,
0: when I think of the two of you sitting on a couch together, I just think that couch must be gross. It just must be just, it, was it like the sweat couch?
1: Yeah. CrossFit Uh, athletes
0: should never be allowed to sit on any couches.
1: Yeah, no, I think that, that wasn't at the gym. So probably at least had a shower between
0: you guys are always sweating. (laughs) You're always, do you sweat a shitload at night, Jack, um, when you're sleeping? that seems Um, to be a theme with these guys like in the middle of the night you guys are just overheating and just dumping like little kids my little kids do that but it seems like high level crossfit athletes do that too. sweat a shitload at night
1: not really at night unless i'm sick but i don't know anyone who sweats more than me uh at the gym like i yeah i'm just raining
0: like to where people comment like hey there's a puddle under your rower
1: oh absolutely when i do biker workouts um yeah they call it the River Farlow cuz it actually starts like flowing <laughs> easily,
0: so. There's frogs laying eggs in there by the end yeah. of the workout out there's tadpoles
1: Yeah it's getting really nasty
0: Uh you and you do in you, your so because of that are you conscious you just drink shitloads of water
1: Yeah and lots of salt
0: What's that look like The, the uh, water and salt how much water and, and what do you do for salt
1: well, I've, I've kind of played around with different things. The number one thing for salt though, is that it, like just all my food is like a dousing of salt. Um, but if I'm at the gym for like a long session, uh, then I have these like, uh, they're called LMNTs that I drink, uh, just like with sodium in there. So yeah. Sometimes what flavor do you drink? drink? Um, I think I have like raspberry and watermelon. Yeah. So. Like sometimes. What's
3: that? Do you like the chili one?
1: No, no, no. The spicy ones I'm not a fan of. Yeah. It's kind of weird to
0: I want to try the habanero one it's So It's good. That. I like it. It's good.
1: Yeah. I've I've tried it. Uh, not my favorite though.
0: So. You need alcohol in that. Don't when you retire from CrossFit, that that, that one you need a habanero would be Maybe that's why alcohol. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh and 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 when she when she invites you so you you let me go back a second what made you think that you were good enough to go to the crossfit games as an individual athlete i mean it seems it's it seems like such a crazy goal
1: are we talking as a teenager or like no right now? Well, well
0: okay let's start there yeah i was talking about right now but even as a teenager what made you think you could go
1: um I honestly don't know. I It was it was probably a goal in the making for three, four years. When I first started, when I did my first Open, I wasn't even old enough in the 14-15. So I signed up under my brother's name and I, I did not place well at all. And then uh, the next year, like there's a significant improvement, significant improvement. And then it was when I was 16 in the 16-17, I think I came 30th and top 10 or yeah, top 10 go to the games. And I thought, okay, yeah, next year I have a legitimate shot. Um, um, as of now, what makes me think I can go? Um, I don't know. That's kind of like a constant struggle is, is kind of feel seeing how, how good I really am. Um, one of the things I've actually started looking at is my trajectory versus Emma's. Uh, and I think Josh pointed out that I'm, I'm kind of following her a year behind. That's not to say I'm going to be six at the games next year necessarily, but Um, the year before last, she was actually ninth at Atlas and I think had the same quarterfinal placing as me in North America too. So she made that big of a gap or jump in one year. And, uh, if I can, if I can do the same, uh, that put me in a pretty good spot to make the games.
0: Um, I I was talking to Emma about this yesterday too. What happens when you, were you doing CrossFit before you went through puberty?
1: Um, yes, the the first time I did CrossFit definitely was before, um, I would say a little bit late in like the maturing game. Uh, so, so yeah, I was.
0: And and what happens, um, when you go through puberty and you're doing that and in your, in your training two or three hours a day, like, do you know, does it feel like, I mean, I said the same thing to her and she's like, I'm like, I guess you don't know because it's just you. But were you Yeah. Do, do you remember transitioning like into into manhood and being like, oh shit, something's like happening? Like, does it become harder to move? Do you get stronger? Like, like what are, are there obstacles? Are there good things? Like what are what are some of the things because most like we see the kids now, they're not doing shit through they go through puberty. But it seems yeah. like that's the time when you should have your foot on the gas pedal,
1: taking yeah. advantage um, of all the
0: hormones, right?
1: Yeah, one summer, uh I remember like I mean I'm pretty strong now, and like it all came seemingly in that one summer like and that was the summer like I talked about I wasn't even doing that much that much working out but um like it seemed like any time I touched a barbell it was going to be heavier than the last time I did um like you can just do no wrong basically in terms of working out there your body's just going to like adapt like never before to what you're to the stimulus you're putting on it so um yeah I'd say that summer absolutely is kind of when I got that man strength a little bit more
0: and and how old were you?
1: Uh seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Did
0: you pa- did, did your par- did, were people starting to notice too? Like your your family, the siblings and your parents? They're like, holy shit, Jack.
1: Um I don't think so actually. Um I I don't actually think I was ever really that big. Um maybe even till like last year or the year before. So um, I, I maybe even wasn't looking that much different or getting that much bigger, but just like, I don't know what about my muscle just made it that much more uh, effective or whatever.
0: Hey, was that Shane Orr running through those pylons?
1: <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was some knucklehead in front of me. And I actually got ripped on at school the next day when I posted this, because apparently that guy's running like an idiot and people thought that was me. So
0: I think that's Shane. Where is that? That guy looks like Shane Orr.
3: It does. I don't think it's him, though.
0: Oh, is that you right there? Yeah, green shirt. Yeah, you're smooth. That other guy, I, knucklehead's a little harsh, but he's definitely a spaz. He's he His, his nice. neck's doing something different than his body. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like he's, he was making fun of it.
1: A little bit, yeah. Oh, he looks so bad. Yeah
0: uh is it has it been smooth sailing since you went over to josh
1: yeah absolutely i've uh i've never trained as much as i do but i think more importantly is like i've never um put as much into training as like training is absolutely like my number one thing i think about every day um like 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 i said before when something would maybe come up on the weekend to make training inconvenient like it was like oh whatever and like now it is like absolutely training first and then whatever else I have time for uh, as well. And, and that can be, that can get tough. Like some things I just don't get to go to. Like oftentimes my family will have like a gathering in the middle of the week and it's like, there's just no chance I can go to that. So just things like that. Um, absolutely. I'm putting more into it now.
2: I,
0: I wasn't able to do that. I feel like until my thirties, I was able to draw a line between what I wanted to do and what other people um expected me to do or wanted to do Mm -hmm. how do you how do you think you you came about that so early to put yourself first
1: um well i i think i started doing that when the transition to working with josh started and i think one of the biggest things about that is now i have someone else who's directly invested in in me doing well and like he's putting in time to help me out um and it's like now that that's happening i don't know what it is but like now i don't have the option almost and I don't, I don't want to have the option to be honest with you. And I found the same thing, um, doing nutrition, like with a coach, I tried to do some stuff on my own and it was, it just got ugly. And, uh, when I had like a coach giving me whatever numbers to hit, like, that's what I was going to do. There's nothing that was going to change that.
0: Uh, pressure from your parents to, are your parents supportive of it? Or do they get disappointed when you're not able to come to the family functions or do things that they, that they think maybe you should do.
1: Um, they they understand they're supportive. Um, I feel like just kind of now they're especially my mom is like fully catching on to like like you have to really train to if you want to be good at this. Um, I remember one time, this was probably last December, and then the opens in whatever February March. Um, I I think I was going to the gym and whatever maybe I was missing something, and my mom just asked me, "What are you even training for? You don't have a competition coming up." And oh, so like, oh, yeah. She, she didn't really understand that. Like you got to be training now if you want to be good come March, come June, come July. So, um, yeah, but, and, and then she started coming to some of the bigger competitions and just gets more on more and more on board with kind of what has to go into it.
0: Jack, uh, you're the first, you might never be invited back on again. I do this show, I'm, I'm probably 700 shows in, and I spilled my coffee for the first time with you on the show. <laughs> and, I, and, and because I am the vic, I play the victim mindset, I can only blame you. That's right. Fair I enough. Can, I, I can only blame you, son of a bitch.
3: You spilled on your new phone, too? Yeah, new phone. I'm ruined. It's all your
0: fault, Jack. <laughs> Thank God I have this rogue cup with this sealed uh, lid. And actually, I think I think Paper Street Coffee is actually good for computers. If you just pour a cup of Paper Street Coffee into the back of a computer, yeah, usually it actually in, yeah, it actually increases the uh, the memory. Yeah, and works faster. It's all it's all good. Has Joe Rogan ever spilt his drink in the middle of a show?
1: Probably. He's
3: he's two thousand shows in
0: now to wipe my tears off. <laughs> You, um, uh, any downside to training with, uh, Emma, um, challenges.
1: Yeah. Some, sometimes she can just beat me in things by so much that I feel like there's no hope for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 95% positive probably. Um, but then there's kind of like the opposite thing that can happen where I do crappy in one thing and uh and she might even still beat me but i realized i didn't do as bad as i thought i did so um it can kind of go both ways it can make you feel bad about a workout you shouldn't feel bad about and then better about a workout that maybe you should feel bad about
0: uh where joe doesn't he no joe doesn't spill drinks great now who's the rookie podcaster all right all right i deserve that all right fine i deserve that I'll take it Uh, games this year. Is is it, is it, is it doable?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, Like that's the goal. Um, uh, And honestly, I didn't even know if I'd be totally satisfied just to make the games and kind of be a no name in the first heat. Um, I kind of want to make the games and be relevant. I'm not really sure what that means in terms of a placing or whether I just want to have, couple events or something but um i just want to be a a more relevant name at the games this year um and i think i put a lot of pressure on myself last year to make it and i honestly just don't think i was i was ready like i didn't have the the base and the skills to do it you're 20 yeah
0: um a a pretty common uh question theme is the young men have more trouble jumping the gap from teen to individual than the mm-hmm. women. Uh, fair. Is is that true?
1: Yeah, I think. Um, is that science? Like Dallin, is that biology? Yeah, I'd have to think so. Dallin's maybe the best teenage competitor of all time. He was in my year at the games and, um, and he just made it last year. So uh, yeah, I think that says something.
0: So when you look at the landscape, you're not, um, you're not disappointed. You're like, Oh, I I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the game.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, and honestly, I didn't even care about making it at a certain age versus someone else making it at a certain age. Um, like, I, I feel like I am kind of developing a little bit later. Um, like back when I was a kid, the, the strength number difference between me and like the top guys in my age group was huge. Um, and slowly that gap started to close and close until maybe like last year or a year and a half ago. And then I've kind of kept going a little bit more. That's just in terms of strength. Obviously there are other elements that to be considered, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm still on the up for sure.
0: Uh, uh, Emma has had no, uh, I mean, she, she, she showed up yeah, and, and is just, uh, demolishing it. Did you, when you saw, did you know that? Like when you train with her, I, I know you guys train in a bit of a vacuum there. It's just the two of you. But when you, um, before she went to the games or even before the quarterfinals or semifinals started, were you like, oh shit, the world's about to see something?
1: Uh, not until before the games. Um, I mean, she was very impressive in quarterfinals and I think she had COVID as she, she did it and still was like, I mean, she just had like a, a gnarly cough a little bit and think she was, still came like 10th in north america or even better i'm not i don't remember but that was impressive but so I remember are you saying that
0: covid it. made her better that's what i'm hearing you <laughs> say
1: it might have yeah okay it might have. okay um it wasn't until before the games though and at that point my season <laughs> was over um just watching her train and thinking like this is nuts like she's the paces on machines the times on certain things um like I knew she was like for her next level I didn't know what that meant at the games though like does that mean she shows up and now she is like 20th does that mean she's 10th um and as soon as they released that first worker, I was like okay this is like wheelhouse like she would she would smoke anyone at the gym and this type of thing um and that was the bike to work like the biking chest of bar and totobar event And I was thinking like, okay, this will be like the indicator for what a good event for her is. And then, uh, she came third in that one, but basically won it in terms of being behind by like one, one or two seconds. So, um, that kind of set the tone to like, okay, like, yeah, this is going to be a pretty crazy weekend. I think.
0: When and why did you go to, um, Nashville to train at proven? How how does that work? Tell me about that story, how that, how that
1: happens. Um, yeah, I think I I mean, I kind of just tagged along I wasn't really invited. Um oh, but I perfect. remember Emma, yeah. Uh Emma and T at the gym. I at the gym at, at uh, the games I think had some uh conversations and it it seems like T and Shane um kind of really appreciated the fact that
0: they were trying uh, to poach her from Josh. I'll I'll fill in the blanks for the listeners. Okay, go on.
1: That Emma and Josh were learning to do things like on their own. Um and that she kind of they kind of talked about in Nashville how that was kind of like them when they were coming up, like they were learning together. Um, and they said that no one really lent them a hand in terms of learning. So if they could do anything uh, to help speed up that process a little bit, uh, that they were more than happy to do that. And uh, so I think Tia made reference to maybe coming down to train during the games. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, messaged him and said, like, for real, come down to train. Um, and wow! Then they they threw me the uh the invite as well. So I tagged along. Uh
0: and, br- and and you can bring the help. Yeah. Emma exactly. come and you can bring bring the yeah. help.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that was after Rogue <laughs> uh announced like the qualifiers and they saw me and thought, Oh, maybe this guy isn't like a total joke and they invited me as well.
0: Um so so when uh when Rich invites you to mayhem, you'll bring Emma? that's right yeah all right yeah uh so so when was this and, and so and, and tell me about that so they invite emma to come down is it for any amount of time is it like four weeks five weeks How, how like
1: what's the? no um i'm i, I think they kind of just said a couple days um but we could basically only make it work for flying out friday night and then training saturday sunday and leaving we either left sunday night or monday first thing in the morning so like two days
0: so, so you get, so then Saturday and Sunday, you guys are just in the gym all day trying to just get as much you can from Shane.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So Shane and Tia were there. And then also, uh, the Wells twins and Saxon Panchek.
0: No shit. God. And, and you got to train with Saxon.
1: Yeah. Uh, me and Emma did everything the same as Saxon, uh, cause he's leading up to rogue. Uh, we just like, we weren't going to travel all that distance just to do our own programming. So, uh yeah, we did everything with Saxon and then Tia was kind of still in off season mode a little bit. So she did maybe eighty percent, seventy percent with us.
0: Uh it would be do it would be such a douchebag thing to show up there and do your own programming.
1: Like yeah. Were, right. Yeah. And and they they definitely put it out there like no pressure, do whatever you want. But we were all like, Yeah, there's no there's no chance we're gonna just use this space that we flew to. It it
0: it must be kind of I mean Saxon God, were you excited to train with him? I I personally think, like, he has some of the most promise. Like, I see him the closest person to kind of like Justin Medeiros. I just think when I think of Saxon, I think he can fucking do everything. Every Mm -hmm. time he steps out on the field, I'm, like, blown away. Oh, shit, he's strong. Oh, shit, he's fast. I just think – I don't know why. Maybe it's because of his brother, but I just think that he is one of the biggest threats to winning the title. I just think he's so complete. And, and he and he has a normal body, you know what I mean. He he, he mm-hmm. doesn't have any of these outlier like weird uh, traits. Um, did did you glean a lot from him? Was that fun? I mean, he, yeah, he's got he's got uh, all of Saxon's like uh, all of Scott's um wealth of knowledge too, right? He's basically two generations in one.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh. And like, yeah, I, I I don't get to really train with like. An elite level male ever, unless I'm competing against them. Uh, so you know, you don't want it to become some like next competitive thing. But I was definitely like eyeing him up a little bit the whole weekend. Like he's like the exact picture of like what what you need to be to be good at the game. So um, there, was like if he wins to- the games,
0: no one's surprised. If he would have won the games last year, it would have been like, wow, good job, Saxon. But no one would have been like, it, it's it's not like completely out of left field. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I was kind of, yeah, comparing myself to him a little bit all weekend. And there are some things that I was like, wow, like he is significantly better at those things. But honestly, some things went the other way too. Like I was thinking like, like I can do this and like, he doesn't have that in him. So it wasn't totally like, just like, uh, uh, It it, it offered you hope, hope,
0: not demoralizing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Is he nice? Very, yeah. He's uh, Saxon's pretty quiet, but so am I. So, uh, we we kind of just did our thing, yeah.
0: Okay, so even though he was quiet, you didn't take it like he was being standoffish or dick, no,
1: not at all. Yeah,
0: interesting. And, and, and another interesting thing about Emma and Tia is their body composition. I guess Tia is the same way. Uh, or Emma's the same way she, her body is just like a normal body it's not, like you don't see her as some sort of outlier she seems proportioned her body composition and you see that about Tia too she's just like mm-hmm. you know if she stopped doing CrossFit for two years she just looked like a normal chick
1: yeah they uh I think they're pretty similar athletes actually
0: did they bond
1: yeah yeah I think um
0: Tia and, and Emma
1: I think Tia sees like a bit of her younger self and Emma for sure so um, yeah, they definitely did.
0: And then, and then, and then you go home. Did Did Josh go with you?
1: He did. Yeah. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. And then the last night, we all went out for dinner with T and Shane, and she probably just answered questions of ours for two and a half hours straight. So, um, yeah, they were awesome.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, a- a- anything that stood out to you that just popped at the top of your head that she said to you? Uh, that that tia said anything about winning her mindset training
1: um well i mentioned um like i mentioned that atlas for me this year uh there were there were two workouts that i knew i was gonna crush and my mindset going into those workouts was that like i cannot be beat here um and like if someone else speeds up like either they're gonna fall off or i have more in the tank like one of the two And the other workouts I went in with such fear of what could happen. And I think that like, um, those weren't going to be my best workouts, but I think that made them significantly worse than they are. And, uh, she basically said that every workout you go into, like, there's no different mindset. Um, it's like, it's like, you know what you have in you and whether that means winning or whatever coming middle of the pack, uh, you can't let what other people what you think other people are capable of affect how you're going to attack a workout. So, um, that was one thing that I kind of just took with me from that conversation.
0: Um, another interesting facet might be the fact that you were saying about how your mom is starting to understand, you know, the commitment that it takes that even though there's not a competition coming that the training still has to be, you know, at a super high level. When when you started um, dating Emma, that must've brought some perspective also for them, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So they kind of, I mean, for me, I wasn't doing much like at that time, uh, like whatever, I'd go to a competition here and there, but like there wasn't semifinals or anything. And then they go see Emma, uh, in her last year in the team division, like just clean house. Um, and then they were like, Oh wow. Like if you could do anything like that, like we're in like legit territory, basically. So yeah, she's definitely helped that cause a little bit.
0: When I think of, um, two things that would be really difficult to improve, uh, in, in movement, um, I always think of like ring, ring dips, like, like they just suck. Right. Uh, Or or just dipping just because of the fact that once they go away, they're gone. At Mm -hmm. least that's the way I think of them. Right. You do a max set of ring dips and then you go to do a second set and you know, and there's, you know, let's say you did 40, the first set, the next set, you got three. Mm -hmm. The other thing would be handstand pushups. Yeah. And yet you were able to take that weakness. If I had that weakness and I was a competitor, I'd be like, oh, shit. Am Mm -hmm. I going to be the guy who fucking never who is is like, oh, that's Jack Farlow. He could win the games, but he doesn't have handstand uh, pushups. You were able to actually become really good at handstand pushups.
1: Yeah. And and can you tell uh, me about
0: that journey? Like, did you have that fear? Did you see that as like, oh, I suck at these. I'll never be better.
1: Uh, No. Um, no? I think when I was like as you kind of progress from being a kid to more of an adult, um, I think also your skill set changes. Um, so like when I was super light, like I could because of
0: your through. levers because of your your levers or yeah,
1: shorter arms, smaller or less body weight, everything like that. And so like as a kid, I used to like be as good as anyone on like strict handstand pushups or uh, burp like body weight stuff, burpees and stuff like that. Um, and then as you get bigger, I mean, obviously I'm getting a ton stronger, but, but yeah, now I have longer arms. I'm significantly heavier. And, um, and so I always kind of felt like I had it still in me. It was just a matter of getting it back, even though that might not have necessarily been true. Um, but yeah, I did the one quarter final workout and just my handstand pushups fell apart a little bit and realized that was something that I now needed to work on, which was almost, uh, like it was eye opening because I kind of still thought that I was good at them. Um, but yeah, just over the course of like the next six months, we just hammered them and, um, yeah, then the next year in quarterfinals, uh, I, I knew what I had in terms of capacity for handstand pushups. Um, but it didn't really occur to me that that was now like an elite, elite level of handstand pushup capacity. So then I did that, uh, quarterfinal workout with handstand pushups and I think I came like fourth in North America or something. And I was like, oh, wow, I might, I might've, uh, I might be pretty good at these now. And so I knew I got better, but I didn't know how much really.
0: Would you say that you literally took it from a place to where you feared them in the workout to like, now you see them and you're happy to see them?
1: Um, strict handstand pushups or really any handstand pushups. I never feared. I kind of fear movements that I think I'm bad at and that are very uncomfortable to do, but going to like failure on strict handstand pushups in a workout. Now you just have to like rest. So it's not, I don't know. I feared it in terms of my placing, but. I didn't like seeing them in workouts, really. Um,
0: you said in one of those podcasts that I listened to that there was a time where you, and you didn't condone this, but you would do, you would do 50 handstand pushups like every other day or every day for a summer yeah. for time. Tell me about that. That's wild.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that was. How uh, old were you? Uh, that was a couple. That was maybe four or five years ago. Um, actually, maybe even six. Um, so yeah like i feel like handstand pushups have really come in waves um at first i sucked at them and uh i remember doing an open workout that ended with like 55 and i think i got like two and yeah i'm just like a kid kid at this and i was so bummed out um you got two of 55 yeah in like probably eight minutes on the wall (laughs) um yeah. That, yeah that, that's that's
0: pretty bottom of the barrel. And I would even quite, when someone tells me they only got two of 55, I'm thinking they probably, he probably didn't even lock out on that second one.
3: I redid that one recently and I still only got two.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I would go, I would go home there. And, and this is at a time uh, even before I started following any of like the online programming. Um, and I would just do whatever I want. And I still have some pictures of like the whiteboard on my phone from those times. And, Just the workouts I would write up were, like, just crazy in terms of, like, volume of things. But every day I had, um, just on, like, this left column of my whiteboard, my 50 handstand push-up time. And I probably tested it six times a week. Um, And, like, so it started with, like, having to do sets of three, then two, then – and then eventually got to, like, opening with a set of 20 and and just getting better and better. So, uh, yeah, that was – what probably was your, like what yeah. was
0: your worst time ever back then 5 or 6 years like did you ever do like one a minute for 50 minutes did you ever do that No or?
1: um no. when I the first time I did it I was probably like 12 minutes
0: Oh okay okay
1: Yeah I mean uh the that two of 50 So your difference between
0: ass, ass and my difference between ass is so different like 50 mi- like if I did one a minute for 50 minutes I'd be like yeah oh, that's a great place to start
1: Yeah this is a kipping handstand pushup too so uh if that makes any difference not as jacked
0: um what is this caleb this is this is one of his old school workouts this was the i, I don't know if this
3: is for sure but this was the 55 yeah.
0: workout that i was oh about, okay that we were talking about
3: yeah, so yeah. you made what it you, to the
0: end and just chilled caleb yeah pretty much <laughs>
3: i did two handstand push-ups and then i just stared at the wall for the next five minutes or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um
0: what when, when you're you're with this guy josh and he must be. Everyone must be coming up now, right? Uh, Emma has this outstanding just year, and you and Josh are in her tent. And I just say her tent because of just the statement she made, right? It's obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the name of his pro- What's the name of his his program? The Mammoth.
1: Uh, Mammoth training methods. Yeah, but like he doesn't sell programming to anyone, so that's just kind of like a play on words for his last name Uh,
0: does he work at a crossfit gym
1: no no he's uh he has a full-time job that's unrelated
0: oh god what a what a weird um do you guys see yourself with him long term like are you like wow this i mean it's 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 unique
1: yeah yeah um absolutely i think uh and i think as we get kind of bigger and bigger um it like the idea of it becoming a more of a full-time thing for him just makes more and more sense um so yeah i think like it's not gonna probably stay like this forever um like he might be our coach but uh and not even to say he'd be coaching other athletes but just kind of he'd be more involved into like a full-time crossfit gig but i don't know what that would look like but yeah
0: but but you sense growing
1: yeah absolutely you feel it
0: uh, yeah. um has, has your relationship changed as well i mean you're you're obviously both getting older but with uh, emma's success has your relationship changed has it put any strain on the relationship or, or or added any value to it
1: no i think um yeah no nothing's changed and i think like uh i think that's kind of like we have like our crossfit training partner side and then our like kind of like boyfriend, girlfriend side, maybe that's a little bit different. So, um, I'm not sure the two really carry over as, as much as they could and maybe that's a good thing to kind of just separate life a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, rogue. Yeah. It, so that, that's going to be the biggest stage you've ever been on.
1: Yeah, by far.
0: And, uh, I I think uh, if I remember right for some of the stuff that I've heard from uh, my friends that 14 of the 15 best guys from the games will be there.
1: Yeah. And then five other people plus me. Yeah. And
0: then you, it's all the best guys from the games and you Jack, are you freaking out?
1: Um, I'm nervous. Um, but I I was freaking out. I would be freaking out more if I felt like, Uh, I was going into a competition with the, uh, with people thinking I was going to win it. Um, like, I feel like I go to rogue and I, I cannot mess up. Like, like I could come last in every event and everyone would just be like, oh, and I, I really don't think that's going to happen. Like I, training has been going well. I have, I have good confidence in myself. That's not to say I think I'm going to win it, but, um, like, I think I'll hold my own for sure.
0: And, and you're going to, and you, have you met any of these guys before?
1: um briefly a couple i did um a competition with chandler this past summer and i met noah briefly at the games um good dude that's about so
0: so you met the two nicest guys in crossfit
1: yeah uh yeah i mean i only talked to noah for a second but um yeah no one has ever been so down to earth as chandler and being so good
0: let me see who's let me see who's gonna be who else is there let me tell you who's gonna be a dick to you scroll let me see. Keep going. Not Bjorgvin. He's too nice. Not Jason Hopper. Not Lazar. Nope. No dicks yet. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. There's no dicks there. You're going to have a good time. Those yeah. are all good dudes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm super Dang. excited, though. It's, it's
0: going to be sweet. Dang, Jack. You're doing it. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Yeah. Everyone qualifying get, for, go ahead.
1: Sorry. Qualifying for Rogue. Um, I put nothing on it like honestly I was just doing the qualifier because I like have struggled doing online things in the past and whatever would be a good thing to do I was only like a week or two back into training after uh like a month off or a month taking it pretty chill after um after I did an off-season competition there so um and then I just did the first workout and I was thinking like actually I saw the workouts come out and I thought I'm not even going to bother doing this because this is just going to drain my confidence to see how low I finish. Uh, cause the workouts were not what I would consider good for me, but I just did the first workout and it was super smooth. And, and I kind of just kept that train rolling and, uh, ended up submitting my scores and they were good enough. So.
0: Um, you went to, you went to Can West and took fourth and you went to Can East yeah. and took first. W- yeah, w- were one of those competitions, the competition that didn't p- pay, like they had some financial issues.
1: Uh, kind of both. Um, oh, they
0: both did. Oh shit. Well, you took it's, the first-
1: same, it's the same, uh, <laughs> production.
0: Um, uh, I, there's this movie from the seventies or eighties called Excalibur. I don't know why I thought of it the other day in the shower, but I, I wanted to find the clip at some point played on the show, but it's, they tell the the king says someone steals something from the king or or kills kills someone he knows, and there and everyone in the court is demanding that the king get retribution on that person. And the king says in the movie, "True true power comes from forgiveness."
1: Hmm.
0: And I and I always loved that line as a kid, like like I, I mean I know it sucks that they didn't pay or whatever, but it's it, it's on them, it's their problem. And like if you're mad yeah. at them, then it's like. It, it's kind of like you picked up some shit there that you didn't want. You meant to leave with money and you left with anger. Fuck that. I, I don't want to like, just, how about I just leave with nothing? H- how did you process it? And and, and then other uh, people are like, well, Sevon, people spent a th- their last thousand dollars there that was for their rent, knowing that they were going to get 1200 back and they didn't. And they're really pissed. I'm like, yeah, but like now you're arguing with reality and arguing with reality yeah. makes you a tard.
1: Yeah. Um. Like I have no anger in me. Like, do I want, like the 10,000 that they that's me, how yeah. much
0: you should have got 10k
1: uh well a five from each so a five for coming forth at can west and then another five for winning can East. so
0: oh that's a um, lot of dinners with emma okay that that's yeah. a
1: lot of dinners with emma Oh, shit. and and they seem to have the intention of like, working towards one day paying that so whatever that's good enough for me now um but yeah i, I have no no resentment. that Honestly, the, the two people who run the show there, um, I really like, like, I think like they've been super good to me. So, um, outside of that, that money, like I have nothing bad to say.
0: Thank you, Heidi. I was quite proud of that one. Uh, arguing with reality makes you a tard. Yeah. And <laughs> and I do it a lot too. Like, you know what I mean? The rock pops up, hits your windshield, your windshield's cracked and you're pissed. It's like, whoa, whoa, easy. Like it's yeah. broken. It's it, it, you're like, what are you doing? It's broken. It's chill. Why do you got to be angry too? But I'm a very wise man. I'm I'm old. I'm old and wise. Right, Caleb? Ish, oldish and wiseish. Are you going to school?
1: Yeah, full time uh I I do biomedical engineering at Waterloo here, University of Waterloo. <laughs>
2: what?
0: What are you doing? Is is Emma yeah. going to school too?
1: Uh well, she's finishing high school right now, so I'm not what sure where. The-
0: you're going to jail. You're going to jail, Jack. She's finishing high school.
1: Yeah, last year.
0: Romeo Juliet law. Oh, my God. How old is she? Uh, 17. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Biomedical engineering. That sounds like Dude, some transhumanism shit. Like you're. So you're-, you're fucking money. <laughs> What'd you say? He's going
3: to make so much fucking money.
0: Uh, th- that's a good job. Oh, yeah. We
3: have that job in the Air Force, and it's like a year-long school. And then once you get out, like, people just get out of the military because you make stupid money.
0: Are all your siblings um uh, overachievers? Like, the whole family? Like, like what are uh, you doing? Why, why, why don't you just quit school and chill? Just do CrossFit? What are you doing?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think, well, to, to answer your first question, yeah, most of my siblings, like, I think four or five of my other siblings did engineering, um, at Waterloo too, which in Canada is like the top engineering school. So it's like, it's pretty big deal if you're there. Um, and everyone, everyone who didn't do that, like they're doing pretty well for themselves. Um, why, why not quit school? Well, uh, I, have said this before, but I feel like it, like if I have the time to do all the training I need to do, and I have the time to get enough sleep, have the time to do stretching, um. I don't see it as like a negative and it can only, I view it as a positive. Just like when I, when I do shitty in a workout, um, like, like for example, last week I was retesting like a a running distance I did and I got slower over the course of like two months of, of training that time. And obviously it's just like a bad day, but you know, you start thinking like, man, like how did that go that poorly? Um, and just to know that like I'm doing something else that this could all blow up and I'd still be fine in terms of, like making a life for myself um and then also like i get home and and i don't have time to think about that run now like i have class to go to or homework to do so um for now i view it as like a positive thing maybe there's like a couple times in a year that it's like oh man there's so many assignments to do and and now whatever i have to take an hour or two out of my sleep for that one day so maybe that's a negative um but who knows when I'm done in, in three years, if, if things are going well on the CrossFit side, like, like I'll I'll take some time off between school and, and finding a job to to like kind of put all my eggs into one basket.
0: Uh, Spiegel says your career is biomedical engineering, not selling toast spacers on Instagram.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you asshole. Spiegel. Uh, that's incredible. And you have three years left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh look at all the parents are jumping in. They're so happy. Good kid, please speak to my boys.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it's like definitely doable. Um it's hard, um but 100% 100% it's doable at least for me. I mean, um I don't I don't go for top marks in the class. Um like good I degrees. do enough to Yeah, exactly. That's what I always say. So, I do enough to like get by comfortably and not come to the final and need some 90 to pass the course um i just kind of stay baseline through it the whole year and whatever mark that gives me that's acceptable to pass i'll take it um
0: uh my, my my wife bought my son this huge box my three sons this huge box of rubber bands and they've been making like bracelets and necklaces and rings and what's funny is is he said, what color do you want? And I said, black and white. And he said, oh, we're out of black and white rubber bands. Do you want rainbow? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll take rainbow. If it's fine. I'll take it. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, my, That I deserve it. I'm going to have to wear a rainbow bracelet for the next year, and I deserve it. And then he came, and I was just like, yeah, who might argue with reality, right? There it is again. So I'm just like, I just thought, okay, I'm going to be wearing a rainbow bracelet and people are going to be tearing me up and I'm going to be a hypocrite, but I was going to enjoy it. I kind of love that space. And then five minutes later, 50 minutes later, he's like, oh, I did find enough black and white. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. So I keep losing it. I keep, every time I take off my sweatshirt, it falls off and I can't find it. I'm, I, I don't think it's going to last long, to be honest, but it's kind of cool. I, when you're a parent, anything your kid makes you, you. Uh, do you have family are your mom and dad going to rogue
1: no they can't make it sadly but they'll definitely be watching
0: (laughs) the most important thing you do when you go there is do you know jack right away no okay i'm gonna tell you ready yeah meet bill and katie (sighs) okay that is the most important thing you need to do hi shake their hand Thank you. Like, I mean, I mean, you're a good boy. I, I mean, I already know you're, you're, you're a gentleman of the highest order, hmm. but like, uh, thank you. This is, you know what I mean? I mean just sincere. Mm-hmm. Or if it's shit, tell him, Hey, this is shit, but, uh, it won't be. Um, yeah. As
3: as you can take a ride but, in the roller coaster. But
0: Leave an impression on them. You know what I mean? Like, hi, yeah. like, yeah. Like try to make googly eyes at Bill, like look right into his eyes.
1: Like, all right. Yeah. There's be- nothing but the greatest things about them. So
0: good start. Good start. Good start. Jack yeah. right here. Yep. Me too. I've heard nothing but uh but like good things about them too. Uh okay. I I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. What a what a blast. If there, if you ever want to come back again, uh don't hesitate to reach out. I I okay. don't say that very often, right Caleb?
3: Mm.
0: No, this is yeah, true. You're you're always welcome on the show. I enjoyed your company. Um I, I think that there's I think you've had a pretty amazing life and I think that there's a shitload we could always talk about. All right. Sounds good. All right, That's man. I'll I'll be uh, watching you at Rogue. I'm sure I'll be texting you and bugging you to try to get you on. I never take offense when people ghost me, so don't even worry about it. I know you're busy, but, but we will be bugging you because you fucked up and gave us your phone number.
1: <laughs> That's right. All right. All right, brother. All
0: right. See you later. Ciao. Another one in the books. Yeah. What a good kid. Oh, he's dope. He's so cool. I- interesting, right? Uh, uh, Emma doesn't want a plan B to put pressure on herself. He has a plan B, but it is also interesting that he leverages it to not let his mind wander. So it's not only not necess- not necessarily that he has a plan B plan B, but he it's almost like he's medicating himself with the fitness. So he doesn't stress about school. So I, I think I approve. you approve on track for sure? Yeah. I
3: think I approve. I agree. I mean, you could say the same thing with what Matt did. Like Matt got a degree before he, I mean, he was competing at the same time.
0: I think Camille, um, believe it or not. I think Camille, um, got the, did the same thing. She did she some. Did. She did something yeah, hardcore.
3: Sure she's a biomedical engineer or something like that as well.
0: I know I uh, that uh, about a week ago, I sent a text to um or two weeks ago. I sent a text to Caleb and Souza and Will and Jen to the whole team. And I was like, hey, let's just start doing two a days. Give me give me like let's just go crazy. I want to just go as hard as I can for the next month until I just want to vomit and don't want anything else to do with CrossFit. So I'm, I'm kind of like, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to I, I get in that I get in that space before the games. We get in that space. We go absolutely nuts. And by the mm-hmm. end of the games, I'm like, oh. I tell Matt, please, no more CrossFit, but uh, I'm kind of reinvigorated and I'm trying to get everyone to come on. I think, you know, who I'm really excited about, obviously, is I think we have Rich coming on Tuesday. What's yeah, oh, I saw that, that pop up on the calendar? Oh, is that tomorrow? Yeah. We have Rich Froney and Angelo coming on tomorrow. Oh, listen shit. To this. What? I said, oh, shit. Yeah, it's cool, right? Super cool. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be crazy. Listen to this. Jared Graybeal from Zello Games. Pump up the Zello Games a little bit. Talk about it. Talk about the qualifier. Then Ariel Lowen. Talk about talk to her. She's cool. She's easy. Uh, Rich and Angelo. Super easy. And then for the first time, at, uh, I'll meet Nick Matthews. I'm basically on for five and a half hours straight tomorrow.
3: Can't wait. Are you going to be here? Yeah, I'll be
0: here. You're nuts. Uh, Camille was twerking five classes during the summer. She was taking, she was twerking. Why was she doing that? I guess if you got it, shake it. I'm struggling to, uh, Devesh Maharaj. Devesh Maharaj. Struggling to keep up watching two weeks old episodes on the live. Um. have plenty to go back and watch. Did you guys know that, uh, Heidi, um, oh yeah! Heidi made this book. Beach to it. Damn it! I want to lift weights like my mom. Up, go to uh, go to Amazon. Type in Heidi H E I D I space C R U M E. She's an author now. I, 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 I'm, I, I get my book tomorrow. I'm so freaking stoked. I can't believe she did it. Hey, uh, Heidi, you got to come on. We got to come on and talk about how you did it. Like what happened? Did you already have it written and you cheated or after you saw the Brad ghost episode where you inspired and you're like, fuck it. How did you do the pictures? I mean, I know you're crazy talented and capable. I mean, I've seen what you do on Instagram, uh, in, in, in your, creative you're just oozing with you know one-liners and creativity but this is so cool that you did this the fact that she has more than one line is impressive the fact that she has more than one <laughs> yeah uh heidi suggests uh maharaji uh, uh abdul maharaji watches at oh no davesh maharaj watches at 1.25 speed Uh, Justin Vellner, top dudes getting degrees and killing it on CrossFit word. Good job, Eric. Yep. Uh, good tidbit of, uh, info. Uh, you, you, are kind of an author. I got two books. I got two books. I got two books.
2: Okay. He's gonna
0: be tied
3: with you after tomorrow.
0: Um, oh my goodness. Listen, I'm writing the second one today. Should be on Amazon by tomorrow. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Uh, Vindigate, let's, let's, uh, let's, I hate let's fucking go, but I love Travis. If I never heard anyone else ever say that again, I'd be happy.
3: Somebody that I work with says that they hate that too. And I don't, I just think it's funny. now. I use it all the time just to piss them off. You're a good dude, Caleb.
0: I'm watching at 1.5 speed. I'm Indian. You know, our brains are stronger than yours. 1.25. Ha. For the white man, maybe. Uh, her goal is to catch up to Brad Gross. No, not, not Brad Gross. Oh. <laughs> Bad. oh, thank you. I thought you were being funny. Jeez, Louise. Oh, blow me, Bruce. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it for me today. I got I got so much to prepare for tomorrow. Today's gonna be just a full blown panic. And the thing is, is Wednesday, and I have to read this book by Chris Wark that I'm that I'm almost done with. Uh, the cancer book. C-H-R-I-S-W-A-R-K. Chris Wark uh, is our guest on Wednesday. That's going to be an amazing show. And then in the evening, we have the Rogue Programming Show. We have invited uh, Ben Smith and Dave Castro to be on that show. I'll be curious if either of them uh, come on that show with uh, J.R. Howell and Taylor, the thumb self. Uh, hopefully... Uh, uh Roe will release some of the workouts, so we have something to do a show on. Dear Bill and Katie,
1: dear please Bill and Katie,
0: yes, thank you. Uh, no, I only ask for objects. Seven, I'm giving away an L1. I hope you are happy. Whoa, what's that? Oh yeah, he. Really? Yes, <clears> The <throat> with one of the
3: shirts that he's selling, he's he's gonna pick somebody from one of the shirts that he sells to. What? Get a free L1.
0: I hate that. That's going to cut into
3: my shirt sales. What shirt is it? Mm, I think it's the one that they quoted Greg Glassman on.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. I see. So what's going on, Travis? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me see what's going on here. Uh, Invite, copy. Do you have Travis's number? I think I can. Uh, Yeah, I have his number. I think I got it. I can beat you. I can beat you. Uh, You're faster than me. Travis Bellinghausen is that his last name? That's the one. Oh okay uh I s- sent you a link Travis if you want to jump on uh I gotta convince my wife to let me buy a the sweatshirt. Why just do it anyway be a man. Just do it anyway. I'm not a fan. I, I'm, I'm not. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm not. A fa- I'm not a fan of shirts with like all, all that writing on them. You've always Isn't said it? that. That's... I've always said that. Yeah. Yeah. I like pictures.
3: <laughs> then you'll really like Heidi's book.
0: I'm, I'm a picture guy. I'm a picture <laughs> guy. So basically what Travis is doing. I don't. Why doesn't it say that on here that you get an L1 if you buy the shirt? I think it was on his Instagram. Hold on, well, look. it needs to say it here, right? I click there. Along with the purchase of this item, we will select one winner to receive a paid registration to the Level One Certification Course of their choice. Don't forget to check that I'm interested in the L1 box at checkout. Wow. Wow. And is this kind of the the um the fuck you to uh, Noble for not Noble Greg? Yeah. he posted
3: that almost immediately it was i was impressed
0: god we have a great group of people
3: oh shit they're awesome
0: when would you have daniel brandon back on you miss her already she was great right next year (laughs) i want to have her on for that dating show but i know no one's gonna call in but i still need to try it anyway but i'm like nervous to do it because uh if we do the show and no one calls in it'll just i'd just be me and her talking i guess that's fine Man, that's badass. I agree. Uh, you have to choose. You have to choose to do the in the draw. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. When when you buy it, you have to sign up for the drawing. Also. Oh, got you. Uh, yeah. There's all. I thought it was a hoodie. Yeah. There's tons of stuff. Shirts, hoodies. It looks like it looks like there's a whole bunch. Okay. Oh, there he is. Here comes Travis to talk to us about it. Oh, and he's gone. Nope. Bye, Travis. And he fell off the screen. Oh, send you the questions and then you'll ask them. I know, but it's so much better when the the I appreciate that you're so solution oriented. It's so much better if people would just call in and ask Danielle stuff. It would be fucking hilarious. What about getting other single Crossfitters on the Love Call in Show? Well, I don't care if they're single. Oh, I I just I just want you mean. But wouldn't it, be, I think to just Danielle Brandon would just be so good for that?
3: Yeah. That would be pretty funny if she... What's this super badass
0: hot chick think? Like, what advice does she have for you? Like, I could just see her just slapping guys down. No, that's fucking stupid. Oh, he's in his car. Wow, here we go. Uh, Unmute yourself, brother. Unmute yourself. Hey, hey.
2: (laughs) Sorry, I'm on the interstate.
0: Hey, Hiller said you have a nicer body than he imagined.
2: (laughs) Hiller's smaller than I thought he'd be.
0: Oh <laughs> shit! Oh my god! Oh my goodness! No, actually, oh, we're goodness.
2: we're we're about the same size. I might. Wow. Yeah, I think we're about the same size. I'm. I'm. He's pushing two hundred. I'm one ninety four.
0: Are you Are you taller than him?
2: No, we're like exactly the same height. Oh what
0: yeah, What's up bald. with that headset? What's up with that headset? This. No.
2: Oh, this. That's my dad. I'm borrowing my dad's truck.
0: Oh, what is he? uh, What is he like? I was
2: 976.
0: Love me. What is he like? A phone operator?
2: (laughs) I don't know why he has that, actually. That
0: thing's old. Uh, What's going on with these sweatshirts? I'm on
2: my way home from uh, Masters Fitness Collection. Oh, cool. Uh, Is it raining? Greg, Greg, it's. Going to the farther ahead west, it's getting darker. It's not raining quite yet. I actually headed back. I didn't get done packing up the booth until 7 last night. So I started heading back. It's a 10-hour drive. So I stopped about four hours in because I was done.
0: Uh, what's up with these shirts?
2: Uh, giving Greg props for his quote. So we made shirts. um Get started with the t shirts and the tanks, and then I started getting more messages like, Hey, we need sweatshirts. So I was like, All right, we'll put up sweatshirts. And then I got messages that we need flags. So I put up flags. Um, and I was, it was funny. I was actually, so I'm going to circle it back. I thought about it on the way to Masters Fitness Collective. Um, I crossed the border from Iowa to uh, Illinois. And I saw the Chicago sign and I sent Hiller a picture I said, Hey, I'm coming to get you motherfucker. You're going with me. And I couldn't get him to come with me. And, uh, he messaged me. He's like, where are you? I said, I'm on my way to the competition. I said, I'll be going right by Chicago. He's like, dude, come over. I'm like, all right, cool. So I actually met Hiller for the first time, um, on the way. And we were sitting there talking and he actually brought it up to me. He was like, you know, you should do a shirt for the, for that Glassman quote. And I was like, I was actually thinking about that while I was driving. So that kind of kickstarted it to actually do it. Um, and then the I, flag's
0: cool. The flag is really cool.
2: I thought the flag would be really sweet for gyms. Like yep. that's the mantra. I put it on the wall.
0: Yep, that's cool. Um,
2: so then I, you know, I was like, okay, the shirt's cool, but what else could I do? I was like, I got to do an L one. Why not? So what we're doing, um, the pre-orders are Friday, and then I'll pick. Uh, there's a checkbox when you fill it out if you're interested in L one, select yes, and then whoever selects yes, I'm gonna pick a random person to give away an L one to wherever, whatever their location is. I'll just pay the registration fee
0: that's awesome dude i fucking love this
2: It's was like yeah i can do a shirt that's me but let's tie it even more to greg
0: hey um let the person know i'd love to have them on after okay. they take the l1 and and ask them about their experience at the l1
2: definitely
0: yeah i'd love to hear about that what a cool Good. thing
2: you're Good. a boss
0: dude that's dope
2: thank you <laughs> had to do it i was like come on you guys you can't use this quote and not attribute it I, I get it they can do what they want it's it's theirs but at least give the well credit. at this
0: point all that matters is that it motivated you to do something cool
2: yeah definitely it was it was getting a good response we've it's done well i was I was very happy awesome lots all right of, dude. Uh, lots of love at masters fitness collective too a lot of people came up saying how much they love the show
0: oh cool cool yeah, yeah gabe said it time. was Gabe said it was cool hanging with you. Brian said it was cool meeting you, meeting Gabe. Sounds like it oh was fun. Oh my God, I
2: met, I met so many people. And fucking Ron Ortiz is the man. Oh, like I, he's he such was the one man. Of the first, he was like, I've never met him, talked to him. He was one of the first people that came up and we talked for 10 minutes, just hanging out.
0: Oh, Trish. Oh, Trish, you know, I can't say that word on this show anymore. You mean, but, you mean, but is he? Yeah, that With one. Thank word. you, Caleb. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, Travis. Good to see you, brother. Keep up the good right. work. I'll, I'll see you in the text messages. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. And that's our marketing for the show. Selling books for uh, listen, listen. I, I'm all about this, uh, this, this winning the L1, but, 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 partners apparel Sevon podcast. This is the shirt you want. Oh, th- this is the shirt you want. Yum. One of my favorite shirts. It's kind of so my favorite that I kinda get nervous when I wear it like I'm wearing it out. Which one is it? Just the blue one. Oh shit, you guys can't <laughs> I thought I was sharing screen. It's the one with the 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 flag. Oh yeah. It's so I, good. I, yeah, I have that one tucked
3: away. It's so only for special
0: occasions. Yeah. I I mean, this one's always great, too. My shirt's on sale. I don't know if I approve of that. I don't know if I approve of that at all. Why does that shirt look so
3: small, too? It actually fits really big on me. In a good way or in a bad way? No, no, in a really good way compared to the other, like, the American flag one.
0: Yeah, the American flag one's a little tighter.
3: Yeah, it makes my biceps pop. That one, I can, like, it's, it's a little bit more comfortable with how big it is.
0: I like the girls in this one. Is this one for girls? No, it's for me. You have this? No, oh. I want it. I want
3: one though. Just for fun.
0: Oh, order one, get one. Tell him. All right. I'll get one then. Yeah. Dear. Oh, this has reviews. Let's see. It's sexy. Elaine. Dear oh incredible. yeah. These are all girls who got it, dude.
3: Okay. I got to get a review then.
0: <laughs> I think that might be a girl's shirt. No way. All right, fine. All right, fine. Unisex. Uh Uh-oh. Everything okay there? Oh
3: shit! Yeah, sorry. Yeah, this noise. How close is the runway to you where you're sitting? I could throw a rock outside this
0: door and be on runway. (laughs) Wow. All right, Caleb. It's an interesting life you live. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Jack Farlow, what a beast. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we will see all of you guys tomorrow. Uh, Rich Froning, Angelo DeChico, Nick Matthew, Ariel Lowen, Jared Grabiel. Did I forget anyone?
3: No, I don't
0: think so. Will Brandstetter is coming on tomorrow. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. I just saw him in the comments. Okay, guys, bye-bye.